I am recording. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. And these guys, they go head-to-head against each other while discussing the most ubiquitous aspects of any given topic. And this week's topic is the Mount Rushmore of, we all know it, we all eat it, we all love it, cheese. (laughs) Perfect reading of the word cheese. Cheese. Which of you camemberts chose this one? This is mine. Okay. I don't know. I it's don't pretty know. good. It's a pretty good uh, topic. <laughs> oh man! Uh, let's avoid all these puns. Uh, I shoot I some holes uh, into this topic. There was there was no particular reason why I thought of this. I was just probably isn't your mother Swiss? <laughs> <laughs> this is so brutal. <laughs> this is like we had a, we had a former guest of the show, Patty Colham. Yeah, that uh, did what? Which one did he do? He did the Mount Rushmore of cover, cover songs, songs better than the original, which was very suspicious. Patty just paid us a visit the other day, and he's like, "Oh, how's the podcast? Haven't listened in a few months." And I was like, "Yeah, since you were on the podcast, yeah, we got you." <laughs> um, but he dropped off some cupcakes that his lovely wife had made, and oh, uh, Felix nice. crawled all over him, all over, all over Mount Padmore, <laughs> and. Um, punning topics, punning things is right up his. Alley, yeah, like yeah, this—he's a pun person. Yes, punster. So I am a pundit. Oh, that is so gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I am shivering in my hatred for all of this. <laughs> but it's funny because like Emily is super clever with wordplay too. Oh, so she's like the she, best, yeah. she's, she'd be super good at it. But um, I think Patty revels in it a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I chose this topic because, um, I don't know, it's, it was right up there with like horses and donuts and mm-hmm. whatever, jackets, just a single item, can go anywhere, Yeah, love these sorts of topics. Yeah. And cheese, uh, there was a cracked podcast where they talked about cheese and the National Dairy Council uh, beginning to push dairy uh, products, obviously like milk, but also cheese in, when the dairy industry was being challenged. So cheese figures lar- more largely in our life than it did, I say, even like 20 years ago before like the Got Milk campaign and mm. stuff like that. So uh, as much as it is beloved, it is a bigger uh, block on the food pyramid than it was even uh, considered to be years before. It's pushed pushed more and more on our diet. It's like the blob, just keep growing and yeah, growing and growing. taking over towns yeah. and arteries. Yeah, <laughs> arteries. Okay, Michael chose it. That means Richard starts. All right, so my first choice is Mr. Mark Jonathan Davis. Oh Otherwise, you might know him as the uh, as the, the uh, lounge, lounge singer uh, to, of the current alternative hits, <laughs> Richard Cheese. <laughs> okay. See? See, this is why this is... Oh, actually. I was thinking Mark David Chapman. <laughs> oh, he's the guy who shot John Lennon. Yeah, he was, a, he was a big cheese guy. Yeah. No, no. Um, Richard Cheese of Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine. Yeah. Awesome. Um, which I didn't realize We actually started off as a Kevin and Bean bit. Oh, really? On K-Rock. Yeah, mm. apparently he was a producer in the mid-90s on K-Rock. Mm. And he had a character. And he, I, I, didn't, I wasn't listening back then because I, I only listened to fruity indie rock. Yeah. So... And K Rock was the devil. I only listened to college radio. But maybe you were listening. There was a character called Paul, the fifty-five-year-old intern. Oh, sure, that yeah. was him. Oh, that's funny. Um, and then, as part of that, they recorded a single called Paul on forty-five, which was basically lounge versions of all of the, that year's alternative K Rock mm-hmm. hits. And so from there, it just sort of turned into this cottage industry. Um, cheese, cottage cheese. 
Oh, this is <laughs> Paul, Paul, the fifty-five-year-old intern, was right up in there with um, Michael, the maintenance man. And when um, Adam Carolla first got his start on there, he's doing his Mister Bertram character, and uh, Jimmy Kimmel was on there as the uh, the sports guy, and um, all the different like it was weird to think that like Jimmy Kimmel was the guy that just used to read off how high the waves were. Yeah, at some point on wow, morning yeah. radio. Yeah, right. It's, uh, he was it's just wild. wild. It's they wild. was like, oh yeah, they're. Plus, they're two feet today. Pretty good coming out of the... And you're like, what is... <laughs> the antecedents... But anyway, go, going back to uh, to the yes, actual cheese The actual today. Richard cheese. That bit seems to be something that is born again, born anew. Uh, right. It would think of Steve Allen singing or reading, it ain't nothing... You ain't nothing like but a hound dog. Or, or Bebopalula. Bebopalula, yeah. Bebopalula. She's my baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's sort of a, a throwback to that, I guess. And I remember... I just, I remember there being like a minor hit of some lounge band doing Wonderwall uh, right around the same time that like like right after Wonderwall got to be this huge hit. There's a like a lounge type band in England that wound up having like a minor hit with and after all ba 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 bum you're my Wonderwall yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so I think this is in the same sort of realm as that. It feels like it exists in like a, I know we talked about Austin Powers on the last episode, like in a post Austin Powers, Burke Baccarat sort yes. of world where yeah. uh, there's some sort of connective tissue there. Yeah. I think the real, in reality, whether it's humorous or not, uh, pop artists covering um, rock hits in a more uh, folk or loungy kind of way is not something that... Something maybe only vanished for a couple decades and then reemerged. It was something that would be very common. Oh yeah. yeah. Did have... he did he ever uh, like team up with William Shatner? He yeah. should. <laughs> oh man, he should. Uh-huh. But he's done by my count twenty three albums in twenty years. Wow. Um, including one of them, which was I think it was called Live from the Wayne Wayne Manor Estates or something like <laughs> oh, that. That's brilliant. Um, which was basically based on the fact that one of his couple of his songs were used in Batman versus Superman. So they did like a spoof album where they did most of one song, and then S- Superman's X-ray vi- heat vision came and destroyed the place. But yeah, apparently he's like like Zack Snyder is a big fan of his. He's used him in in Batman versus Superman. Also used him in uh, Dawn of the Dead. Wow! And uh, they were also used in the Lego Batman movie. Hmm. Um, they 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 did the uh, a version of Man in the Mirror that was a, a swing and jazz version, as well as a. Uh, Elevator music version of uh, Everything is Awesome. This feels like, listener, former guest of the show, this is like the Paul Lurie pick of the year. (laughs) (laughs) How many of that? You said 22 albums, 23? 23 albums in 20 years. What do you think the percentage is that Paul owns of Richard Cheese albums? It's definitely in there. I mean, he's collaborated with Weird Al in the past. So you got to think that there's at least that one. High 30 to high 40%, right? Yeah, I would imagine. You're not going to buy every album, right? So I don't know. We'll we'll get a poll going. That's we'll, an interesting we'll find out from Paul. Question: Because for me, comedy and uh, musical entertainment are things that I like individually, but not always together. And if a band like Bare Naked Ladies or Cake or mm-hmm. I don't know, they might be giants slathers all that cheese onto their burger. Like, how much cheese do you really want, right, on it? So I think that is something that I've grown to have less of a taste for. Yeah, when you're talking about cheeses, yeah. you only need so much cheese on your yeah. burgers, what you're saying. You, my, my rock your burger. Musical bur- your rock musical burger. burger, yeah. yeah. That's a good segue to yeah. my first pick. By the way, rock burger, isn't that what they had in the Flintstones? I think so. I think they had rock <laughs> yeah, burgers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Michael, what's your first? Greer. 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 Richard, is Michael having a heart attack? Think about maybe a stroke, some sort of Bell's palsy situation. Grab his wallet. Put his wallet under his tongue. (laughs) No, I'm just grabbing his wallet. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Don't. Sex memorizing his credit card. (laughs) Joke's on you. It's empty. Uh, Greer cheese, which is the fancy version of like the best cheese you can have on a burger. If someone's Mm -hmm. saying, like, oh, this burger has cheddar cheese, I'm like, okay, you know what? That's fine, whatever. And then if they're like, Greer, I'm like, Ooh, ooh. Yeah. I loved him, an officer and a gentleman. <laughs> I like his cheese even more. Um, I don't know what it is. It's, it just, you know, I, I think that there is, it feels fancy. Yeah. Even though it's just like a pretty <laughs> generic ass cheese. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. I just always see it and taste it and like, I'm, I always like, ooh, get some red onions. I want that cheese. Yeah. It's nothing, but it's nothing, it's not a special cheese. It doesn't, mm-hmm. even though it costs an arm and a leg. Yeah. It's, that is actually quite amazing how expensive cheeses are. I've heard that's true of Kobe beef. It's not anything better than, mm. this, that, that cow ain't smarter or better or rarer <laughs> than the other cow. It's certainly not but smarter. In the Greer Wiki, it said it's described as creamy and nutty when young, becoming more assertive, earthy, and complex as it matures. Well, hmm. <laughs> when fully aged, it tends to have small cracks that impart... A slightly grainy texture. Well, that's also true. This is me, Wikipedia. Yeah, this what? is a Swiss cheese, by the way. Again, Michael, look at look at Swiss, Mister. Hey, it's totally Swiss. We were discussing Barack Obama and his penchant for the grainy, fancy mustard. Mm-hmm. Does this feel like fancy cheese, like the it Great fe- Poupon of cheese? Yes, it feels like it, and I don't think it actually is. I think it just has an air, yeah, of. A fanciness. It's not even goat or sheep. It's cow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like it's just like another cheese that's made someplace else. But I, in my head, I've built it up to be this really fancy cheese that it is like the next level up of cheddar, and I will I will always choose it. Yeah. When maybe I shouldn't. It's the red vine of cheese to Mm. like Twizzler. Twizzler. Right. Oh, I agree. Okay. Here's a question: Where does Mount Rushmore podcast? Rank those two. There's a big discussion amongst our idiot friends, I'm sure. Oh, uh, I'm a red vine person yeah, good. myself. Okay, it's okay. two. Two to... Two to red vine. No, yeah. 100% all in. Yeah, yeah because Twizzlers have that kind of strawberry aftertaste that That's I don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Twizzlers are the bin that they have at work, the big This topic bin. is so boring that we're talking <laughs> We're not going on <laughs> Twizzlers. <laughs> uh, my apologies, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Richard and Michael have each put in their first choice, and now we're going to just kind of have a collective sigh, Uh, and I've got this little hot plate here, and I've got some bread with butter on it, and um, I'm reaching into the fridge, and if you hear a little bit of a sizzle for the rest of this podcast, we'll be making... My grill cheeses, grill, grill, put your grill cheeses. Now I gotta find a sizzle yeah. music drop to keep in the background the entire yes. time. And you can help the Mount Rushmore podcast by donating tomato <laughs> soup. <laughs> just cans Please, of it. Just cans of it. Bring it to Jeff's house. Yeah. Okay, Richard, what is your second choice? My second choice are the cheese heads. Oh, Wisconsin. otherwise known as the uh, Green Bay slash Milwaukee yeah. sports fans. Cool. Mainly, I think of them as. I think of them as being the the Packers fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, although it first it, it, apparently it first got started in the late late eighties at uh, Brewers games. Oh, is that right? And then it got sort of taken from there and 
adopted by the Packers fans because Cheesehead was Cheesehead was sort of a uh, uh, a slam on them, a slur on them versus for the, the Chicago sports fans would would give them ah, a bunch of Cheeseheads. Oh, okay. And they kind of just took it as a point of pride, which I love. That's part of what I love about this is sort of taking this like negative thing yeah. and owning it and owning it. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that the uh, one thing I did not know is that there's one guy who basically has a has a trademark on all of the cheese head the foam, he- foam heads. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you want, you, you, if you n- want, want to buy an authentic one, you have to go through him. Oh, I don't Somebody want to owns. see it. It's not, was it like, is his head actually shaped like that? And it was this kind of an unfortunate <laughs> thing. <laughs> you have some sort of a pit, deep, deep fryer accident. <laughs> oh dear. But I just, like I said, I, it's, I think there are very few, th- I mean, sports are tribal. And there are very few things that are more tribal in sports than sort of claiming this sort of like slur on you yeah. and turning it around into something that you own about your area personally. And certainly with Wisconsin, you know, they are proud of their cheese. So instead of saying, well, how dare you call me a cheese head, you know, or I can't do a Wisconsin accent, so I'm not going to try. No, that was perfect. Was it? Good. Okay. Yeah. As good as any of my other accents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, you know, they've owned it. And I, I kind of love that about it. So even though the Brewers can kind of go fuck off a little bit. Okay. You agree on that, Michael? Um, How are you feeling about the Brewers? Uh, who cares? They they didn't. They lost. They lost to us yeah. in a in a championship series. So they don't call them the beer heads because they're from Milwaukee. They're the Brewers. Right. They should be the beer heads. The brew yeah. heads. Foam heads or something. Foam yeah. heads, mm-hmm. yes. See? Where's it come from? Michael, what's your second? Uh, my second choice is the fact that all cartoon cheese is the same slice of Swiss cheese <laughs> in that triangle, and it every image you will ever find is that same cheese. Here, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna show you guys. Here is cartoon oh, cheese. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. That's yeah. It has more dimension. It, so you're showing us what is like a, a three-dimensional, but it's a cheddar color. But it looks like it's a Swiss. Yeah. Bowl. Um, I hope that at some point that there was a cartoonist that tried to draw a different cheese, tried to draw like a brie. Yeah. And uh, big cheese just came down and said, "No, mm-hmm. <laughs> all cartoon cheese is the same triangle of yeah. cheese that a mouse can crawl in and out of." The end. <laughs> <laughs> no more cheese talk. Well, do you think that's so? You have your uh, browser set to U.S. Do you think if you said had it sent to France or something, there would be a wheel cheese and there would be a white a mouse drinking a white wine or like red wine or something next with to a it? baguette? With yeah, a baguette. Do you think it would be? Different I love cheese? this idea. <laughs> well, let's see. If it was set to Japan, it would be like all oh, this anime cheese. <laughs> yeah, it would be very, very moving very quickly. <laughs> Through the frame, but it would be the same cheese. It, it would be, be it would be slice of cheese with the holes and whatever. I love the idea that that cheese has just been, uh, you know, homogenized into this yeah. singular aspect of cheese. That yeah, in cartoons, a bomb can come in. Could be plastic explosive, mm-hmm. or it could be some kind nope. of other. T- no, it's always a, a bowling round. ball with a candle <laughs> and things sticking out of it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I just love how ridiculous. I, I think it's amazing that you can distill something down to this kind of pure form. Yeah. And if you're drawing a, a block of cheese, you're drawing an apple, you're drawing a banana, they're all going to, I mean. I think because wedges are easy to anthropomorphize mm. because you, it's easy to give them legs and then put the eyes on the block and everything. It'd be harder to do that with like a runny cheese. Yeah. It's just sort of melting all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> Would you say the most cheese you've, 
had is a craft single type of thing for me? No. Or, no? Okay. No. I'd say I've eaten more American cheese than... Hmm. That's an Look inter- at Johnny Appleseed, Mr. America over yeah. here. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's an interesting thing. I, I Probably the most cheese... I mean... Un- well, I know the most cheese that I've ever had. It's mozzarella. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. yeah. yeah. We've all just... Let's all get real. <laughs> Mine's probably Velveeta, if yeah. I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I that's grew up with a, a lot of Velveeta. Um, it's just funny that it's just... It's always Swiss cheese. And uh-huh. no offense, Swiss cheese. No. Nobody wants that. Yeah. I don't want it on a sandwich. I don't want... I like Swiss cheese. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I can only do that if, on a turkey sandwich. If it's aged, you got to be okay. an aged Swiss cheese. Give it a little bit more flavor. Okay, well, if we're talking about perverted cheese, uh, <laughs> aren't, you know, we, thing, aren't we always? Everything, there's always the cheese and then there's the smoked version, which so I, I got to think. and then smoked Gouda? Yeah, I got to think that that means this is the shitty Gouda that we couldn't move, that didn't turn out. This is a bad batch, so we smoked it. So then we're going to charge like an extra 50 cents because it's yeah smoked. Yeah, the weirdest guy I've ever worked with. I he was worked in a cube next to mine, and I heard him start this <laughs> conference call. Jeff Cast, Jeff Cast, and uh, I hear this. He says, "Well, while we're waiting for everyone to get on the call, let's all go quickly around and name our top five cheeses. I'll start. <laughs> cheddar, smoked cheddar, and he always did the the like Swiss." Smoked twist. He would do the smoked version. <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, okay, who's next? And then you just heard on the other conference call, people go, wow, I didn't see that coming, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of hilarious. Okay. Uh, we are at our halftime with the Mount Rushmore of cheese. And clearly, we are in need of inspiration for topics here at the Mount Rushmore Podcast. This is where you, the audience, come in. You can go to our social handles and suggest a topic that you think would be great for us to discuss. Could be the Mount Rushmore of lunch meats, the Mount Rushmore of breads, Mount Rushmore of sandwich bags, anything <laughs> of mustard, mustards, of a leafy green, yeah, leafy, Mount leafy Rushmore greens, of like a sandwich meat, the hamburger dills, Mount Rushmore of, cut, of cutting it crosswise, <laughs> crosswise. with or without. Yeah. Uh, the, do you want the crust on that? Ooh. Order up. Mount Rushmore. Order <laughs> ding. Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. And you can just find us on any of those platforms by searching Mount Rushmore Podcast. You could also do us a solid and go to iTunes or Stitcher. Download, rate, and review previous episodes of the podcast. We would love to hear what you think sincerely about our cheesy past episodes. Uh, it would be good uh, if you did that. If you can remember to do You'd it. be pretty curdy if you didn't do it. Would it would be curdy, yeah. It'd be curdy, yeah. Um, so, uh, with that, we are back, and we are discussing the Mount Rushmore of cheese, and Richard is going to let us know his third. All right, so my third is the cheesiest musical um, delight that you can possibly have, which is ABBA. Oh, I love it. Okay. The kings of kings and queens of musical oh, cheese. Musical cheese. Benny and Bjorn. Benny, Bjorn, Agnetha, and Anafried. Uh-huh. Um, which, if you didn't know, that's where their name comes from. I didn't know. You didn't? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was the uh, some, the rhyme scheme or something like that. No, it's their first initials. Cool. So, and they, I unabashedly, it's funny because I am the guy who listens to John's horn. I'm yeah. the guy who sits here and, and, and waxes about, you know, Fugazi. Yeah. I am unapologetically in the tank for ABBA. Yeah. I think they make they made such perfect pop songs. Mm-hmm. And I understand why people think that, they, that it's cheesy. Yeah. I get it. 
But sometimes you have to like just lean into that as a musical thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's fine to be cheesy. And I, 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 I'm, I'm always trying to figure out what people, why people apply cheesy to ABBA. And I, I think it's just because it's so like over the top. Yeah. Everything is just very like, there's not a lot of subtlety in ABBA songs. The chords yeah. are like big chords. You know, the melodies are kind of these big melodies. Um, and they're closed for God's sakes. Mainly, I think I think eighty percent of it is what they what they wore, which I didn't realize. I did a little bit of research on this and looked this up as part of the research I was doing. Um, the reason why their clothes were so garish was because, according to Swedish law, you had to pay taxes on your on your outfits unless it was something that you could say was not suitable for wearing in regular everyday life. Are you serious? Yeah, so they, they purposely made the outfits as garish and costumey as possible so they could get a tax write-off wow. on them. God, just like Venezuela, these socialist countries <laughs> that are bringing down yeah. everybody's standing by their weird tax yeah. stuff. What's your favorite, what do you think is the cheesiest, uh, an opera song that even you think, like Fernando mm, or something Fernando's like that? Fernando's pretty bad. There's one called Your Mother Should, uh, what's it called? Is, is it called Your Mother Should Know? I'm mixing it up with the, the Beatles, Beatles song. Uh-huh. But it's basically, it's it's one of the few ones sung by the guys. Oh. And it's about a girl, you know. But basically, it's one of those, like, you're only 14, yeah. but I'm really into you, but I know I shouldn't be into you at yeah. the dance floor sort of thing. And it's like, yeah. Does your mother know? Your Does your mother know? Yeah. That's what yeah. it's called. Yeah, that one's pretty, I don't even mm-hmm. say that's cheesy. I think it's pretty uh, stomach-turning might yeah. be the, the better term. But Fernando's pretty cheesy mm-hmm. as well. On the flip side, Mamma Mia is one of the best glam rock songs of the era. Yeah. It's just nobody recognized it as a glam rock song uh-huh. at the time. But I could totally mean if you could totally picture T Rex doing mm-hmm. that song. And it has more of a guitar solo than some of the Yeah, it definitely yeah. have more of a big guitar sound. Mm-hmm. Is for sure. Is ABBA sincere or do they lean into this? Here th- I think they're sincere about it. So does I I, I'm having a, I don't, don't you have to, if like something is cheesy, don't you have to at some point like acknowledge that and lean into it to I be like, think self, so. I mean, maybe I'm thinking of it in terms of like your Richard Cheese choice. I think Kenny G is cheesy, but I think that, I don't think that he recognizes that he's cheesy. Do you think he, like I think of McCartney's penning silly love song, someone who acknowledges the sentiment and the, um, audience pleasing aspects of their work and not being afraid right. to to do that. Yeah, I'm just, I guess it's it's a matter of what you consider mm-hmm. that makes music cheesy. I would also say that ABBA is not always lumped in with disco because they were on the pop charts as well, but disco being a meritocracy. So dance music has always been a meritocracy because if people dance to it then it's good. It doesn't have to be. Um, there are some songs in the '70s that nobody knew who Andrea True of the Andrea Connection. Nobody knew who right. Tavares was or, or TSOP. You know, but but people knew that they were out there dancing. Right. So I would say that one thing that ABBA falls into is that danceable um, uh, stuff that we kind of lump together as disco. And all it needed to do is get you moving. Yeah, and and I found it interesting that the in their time, ABBA was not critically like reviled. That critics actually, that there were a lot of there's a lot of critics appreciated ABBA. Oh, right. 
it wasn't until after sort of the, the post the post disco era let's call it disco sucks let's, yeah. yeah yeah that it became this sort of like mm-hmm. joke yeah i think a lot of that stuff kind of goes so quickly out of fashion and and maybe the fact that they were not american was another thing that people kind of oh sure yeah we hate the swedes so yeah. that's I, I get that when it was the 80s and punk and new wave and stuff had kind of made its way to MTV, One Night in Bangkok comes on TV. And I, I didn't know that that was a Ben and Bjorn penned from the musical from Chess. From the musical Chess, yeah. yeah. That that was there. Do you know thing. any other songs from Chess, Jeff? No, I no? don't. I'm playing chess. It's the favorite game that I play. I think that's oh. one of them. Hey, Mr. Rook, what you doing over there? You move threes, spaces forward. Something like that. Something like that. I think that's one of Richard, the... Richard. It's a book song, yeah. <laughs> Richard and I like to perform for musicals that we don't know or don't understand. Okay, cool. Okay, uh, Michael's next cheese. Uh, what is that cheese where they take like a super hot sword and oh, yeah. like cut it off a wheel of cheese onto your plate and they're like, this is your food now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's called raclette. Raclette? What? You've never seen the images of this? No. No. So you take a... Awesome. <laughs> I've never I had a hooker it. name. <laughs> I've never had it, and it sounds absolutely delicious. It's like the Swiss type of cheese where it's like on a wheel, and they superheat one edge of this wheel of cheese, like mm. getting it bubbling, and you take like a machete, and you cut off this dribbling God, that sounds amazing. thing of like just... Molten cheese mm-hmm. on top of like I assume like your filet mignon, right? Like whatever food you have is like, oh here's my here's my amazing plate of food. We're just gonna yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna nacho size it a little bit <laughs> by like slicing off like this molten layer oh. of like cheese just covers all of it. I want raclette. Everything should be raclette. It feels everything should be raclette. <laughs> it feels like the fancier version of like fondue. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. This feels like like some upscale hipster version of, of fondue. Apparently it is um uh, from Switzerland in the French of Alps. Of course it is. And has been going on for, you know, hundreds of years where, wow. where some guy was like I'm just going to take my sword and slice this thing off oh, and that's it epic. just this melty, burny cheese. And there's nothing better. Like, it's the upscale version of just, like, nachos on your... Yeah. Whatever whatever is on your plate, let's just cover it in cheese, uh-huh. and it's going to be delicious. Wow. Uh, oh, speaking of, the, I'm going to flip these uh, grilled cheeses over. Does anybody want... Oh, can you get, can you get some bacon in there? Oh, yeah, sure. sure. Right, now i got to do a flipping sound effect, too. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect cartoon. <laughs> it's, it's the oh sound effect God. from when, like, from when Drip Along Daffy. <laughs> it's, it's like drinking. It's like drinking that super, like that super poisonous, like liquor, and then like he drinks it and uh-huh. just like his hat flips around. <laughs> okay, Richard, your final choice for so cheese. Mine's very much in the same. Same vein. I tried to. I I really wanted to not have an actual cheese in here, product in here to go with my theme, but I, I I couldn't leave queso fundido off of the list because it's the final <coughs> queso. What is this queso fundido? You never had queso fundido at a Mexican restaurant? No. Oh wow! I'll show it to you. <laughs> this seems as suspicious as my like hot machete hot cheese. Machete that sounds cheese. like something the doctor in Tijuana would would. Uh, Say that you have. You got a case of queso fundido. 
Sorry, it's basically it's just like a a little skillet oh, or a little with, bowl. Okay, yeah. With melted cheese and you got some chorizo, uh, crumbled chorizo on top. It's Mexican fondue. It's yeah. basically Mexican fondue. Love it. And it's basically, huh? Melted cheese is really greasy. What can we do to ramp up the grease factor <laughs> yeah. even more? Oh, I know. Let's put chorizo on top of it. Yeah. I mean, because basically what you do is you either eat it with a fork or what I usually do is you take tortillas and you just sort of scoop it up. Mm-hmm. And you just wind up with this like film of grease mm-hmm. like on your everywhere. Yeah. Uh, kids, any kids listening, Richard is not the person to listen to for dietary advice. I am not so. a doctor. He's not I'm a not doctor. A, not a cardiologist. <laughs> not a dietitian. Not a dietitian. Uh, why was that the only actual cheese that you chose? Because I I have a very specific... I, I do have a very specific... Set of skills. <laughs> and it's eating blocks of cheese. cheese. <laughs> They're all cheese related. No, I have very specific memory of this from being in college. And we would go to La Barca over by USC, um, where they were very generous with their lack of carding on margarita oh, yeah. nights. Yeah. And so you'd go there and get four or five margaritas and order like two or three things of queso fundido for the table. And that would be like your dinner with your margaritas. That sounds awesome. Yeah, because, you know, nothing is better than than eating a bunch of cheese and then drinking a lot of sugary drinks. Sugary. <laughs> Perfect. Good thinking, guys. Never went wrong. That looks like a... A dish that is not a native um, um, indigenous to Mexico or Spain <laughs> type of dish, but something that was invented at a Chi-Chi's or something. Or a Taco Bell or, or something Taco like Bell, that. Yeah. No, I, it actually is. I think that is actually something. It says um, fundido, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. That seems like Fun, something put, you wear a hat while you wear it or something like that. So if you somebody with a lot of lot of uh, sparkle would would uh yeah. would would be serving to you yeah okay we got the queso fundido <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brad, uh, they're trying Brad to smile Brad would be serving it to you they're trying to smile okay that was fundido uh here Richard you finished your choices uh-huh. so here's your grilled cheese oh lovely there you go here's a little strip of bacon mm, oh there you go there you go all right Michael what's your last choice. Mozzarella cheese. Oh, of course you were going there. Boom! Of course you're going there. I, I, I left. Do I, yeah. need, do I need to even keep talking? Mozzarella wow. cheese is perfect and delicious, and it is is the only thing that's keeping my body together. <laughs> if I did not cons- like my body is like eighty two percent mozzarella cheese yeah. at this point by the amount of pizza that we've consumed. Is the mozzarella that you have on a normal pizza like? Do people eat mozzarella just by itself ever? I don't feel like I ever have. I have before. If you have like, sure, well, sure. Like I, like I love mozzarella with in like a bruschetta, like okay. a nice bruschetta, okay. nice bruschetta. Okay, like with, bruschetta, you know, is it bruschetta? bruschetta, bruschetta, bruschetta. Just the way you just kind of you can say why you, it anyway. Why are you, you narrowing your eyes? It's so good. <laughs> uh, technically, isn't aren't like um, string cheese? Isn't that like a Type of mozzarella. I, I think believe. it's a type of mozzarella too. Processed, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even when you're making your own pizza, whenever you do that at home every once in a while, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll sneak a little bit of mozzarella in there as you're putting it out on the. I love that fresh, kind of wet mozzarella that goes on top of the pizza that just, those just silver dollar sized mozzarella yeah. slices that are so perfect that melt. Is that the butts, buffalo mozzarella? Is that what that is? Buffalo. Buffalo. I don't know. Emily and I went to a super fancy dinner like one time. Yeah, at this place called Brandywine, and they made their own mozzarella, like fresh daily, oh. and it was like one of those. Oh my god, this is yeah. Well, we certainly can't afford to come back here, and <laughs> I'm glad we did. It's amazing that 
It's funny. There's some cheeses that are just like aged, and yeah. they get better with age. Mozzar- fresh mozzarella is the best. It's yeah. like it's fresh. It's right there. It doesn't need to sit around in some sort of barrel. I do not know how they make cheese. Yeah, I assume it goes in a barrel like whiskey. Yeah, throw that cheese in yeah. a barrel and just let yeah. it soak up all the splinters and whatever. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm also suspicious of? That rind on cheese. Rhymed on the right. rind. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I do not trust that. On That's like, not how cheese is supposed to be, though. I don't know. I don't trust it. Okay, but like on a fresh mozzarella, it doesn't have it. It doesn't yeah. need that rind. Yeah, it's right there, and it's just like maybe that's why I like it a lot. It's just like I look at other cheeses, mm. and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. That wax. Yeah, suspicious. Yeah, I don't trust you cheeses yeah. with rinds. Or it's like the prison. You're not keeping me in. Oh wait, mm. you're in here with me. That's you, what the cheese is saying. You know who I don't trust? <laughs> People that. Eat the rind on cheeses. Oh yeah, I'm like, gross. It's, it's like wax. eating paraffin wax. Yeah, it's exactly. Wax. You're mm-hmm. eating a seal, not like like a art seal, but like the actual like seal on an envelope. Please do more animal noises. <laughs> okay, all right. It's what does a giraffe do? It kind of makes like a giraffes are, are pretty noiseless. Actually, I like that all animals, if you don't know what they sound like, are all like. <laughs> <laughs> or kind of a grunty That's a pretty thing. good capybara See? right there. <laughs> also could have been like a koala. I don't know what they sound like. <laughs> a giraffe, they all have the same. <laughs> all right, guys, let's put this <laughs> put category this to, to bed. bed. And uh, so we, of each of these gentlemen have read to us their Mount Rushmore of cheese-related uh, things. And I do say related because uh, Richards was very related to cheese. <laughs> Like I'm related to... <laughs> like you're related to an, uh, a chimpanzee. Like Michael Jordan or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. No no comparison there. And um, uh, So I'm going to go... Um, God. I'm going to go uh, zero points for Richard and zero points for Michael. Mm-hmm. And one point for the red stick in the cracker of Nabisco Handy Snacks. <laughs> I gotta put uh, this, I'm going to put this under Jeff points. Okay, go ahead. Uh, one point has been earned in this uh, episode of the Mount Rushmore podcast, and that is because of the controversy created when they mo- removed the red stick from the Ritzcraft Handy Snacks uh, ensemble little package snack thing there, and a uh, outcry happened. How are you supposed to spread your cheese if you don't have the red good, stick? C- good freaking question. I think they thought the cracker itself would be the serving. Like you would just dip it? You'd just no, it's going to break. It. That cracker's going to break. I think it's too heavy. Agreed. Hey. Who are the pro? Who's pro removing the cracker? <laughs> or the no, stick, no, no. Yeah. Sorry, the, uh, the what society? What society is? What society do we live in where this must be like a ninety-nine to one sort of situation? Who's the guy? The Ritz who, Crackers companies, probably because of mm-hmm. the, probably the the daily choking deaths from this thing. Can you imagine how many truckers? I imagine the trucker community uh, alone chokes on that stick like you grab it right you're do you think it gets stuck gear? in your teeth like the rancor i think so <laughs> like luke stuck the, <laughs> yeah. the cracker yeah <laughs> and you go from being stop motion to kind of a puppet and then you, <laughs> you die and then a fat guy like in a diaper yeah. comes out and cries about <laughs> you his pet rancor like he really raised it from like a baby rancor okay this episode went so far off the yeah. rails you guys yeah. Well, I mean, I'll give you each one. You each get one. Okay. Um, uh, Michael, you get one uh, for mozzarella cheese because that's been your MO for so very long. Mr. Mozzarella. My M-O-Z-Z-A-R-E-L-L-A. Your Moz. And Richard, I'll give you one for queso fundido. And that's what this episode was. 
cheesy fun. So thanks so much for listening to the Mount Rushmore podcast. I, as always, am Cheddar. I'm Gouda. I'm Michael. 